This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A UTV Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back. Perfect. Bounty Hunt, the Utini Network podcast that is all about rock and Tatooine. <laughs> We're here to break down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this week's hunt is Dr. Corey Helton, Dr. Charles Haeckel, and Wes Jenkins. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, buddy. Corey, hi. hi. How are you? Boba Fett's I, back. I'm great. Boba Fett is back, baby. Man, I can't wait to talk about this. I have a, I have stories to tell about speculation about Bobby Fett that I'm happy to share. About Bobby Fett, indeed. About, Dr. About Charles Hankel, yeah. do you have stories about Bobby Fett? I don't have stories about Boba Fett necessarily, but my dog did sit up a little bit straighter when you were doing that high singing voice, Eric, so thanks for that. <laughs> Wonderful, Coda. This show is all for you. I'm just kidding. This show and everything I do is all for Wes Jenkins. Yay! Oh, my dog is with me as well. Say hello to everyone. He's got his energy out earlier before the show started. Thank God. Hey, um, but I'm really happy to talk about Boba Fett finally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, friends, this is Bounty Hunt. If you're new to the show, this is where we take all the shows that are coming out, which we can say plurally now. It's 2022. We have Star Wars shows that are going to be coming out. We dissect them. We go over what happened. We give our thoughts. And today's mark, of course as we've been saying, is The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. So, if you're a fan of any of our Utini shows, you will know that we are always uh, very outlined, we're very structured, we're very professional, and I will accept nothing else. Uh, but that's pretty laid back. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to tell you what happened in the show. This is full spoilers as well. So this is your one warning. Full spoilers on the episode. If you have not watched this yet, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> you watched Book of Boba Fett. Come on. Uh, but if you haven't, pause the show, watch it, come on back, and enjoy the conversation. Uh, fellas, are we ready for our first recap of 2022? Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I didn't no. say it. Happy New Happy, Year. Yeah. New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What a way to start it. Absolutely. All right. Without further ado, <laughs> let's talk about what happened in Stranger in a Strange Land. We open up. On the glorious hot sands of Tatooine, we see Jabba's, nope, Bib Fortuna's, nope, Boba Fett's palace, complete with Massive Throne. But Boba Fett is not there. No, he is healing in a back-to-tank, where he is uh, having the dreams again, because the dreams are back. Within his dreams, we see a couple things. We see Kamino. We see the Geonosian Arena. But most importantly, we see him escaping the Sarlacc Pit, just like Patton Oswalt told us all those years ago at Parks and Rec. He takes a little oxygen thing from a stormtrooper, infuses himself, shoots his flamethrower, and reaches his hand through the sands to survive. But of course, he passes out immediately <clears> from the effort, and the Yutini Jawas appear and steal all of his gear. The next morning, the Tusken Raiders, or Sand People, come and find him and kidnap him by tying him to a bantha. While at their camp, he almost escapes, uh, but then because of a stupid Rodian, he is chased down and challenged to single combat by a completely badass Tusken Raider uh, who just beats him down. And then we come back to the regular time, the present time, post-Mandalorian Season 2, where Master Assassin Fennec Shan wakes Boba up and says people are here. They're ready to give him tribute as the new crime boss. We have an epic scene of Boba putting on all of his armor, and he receives tributes like a Wookiee pelt, a very mouthy Marioro delicate, and some Gamorrean guards. He then decides to go through Mos Espa to show off his new power to meet the new people of his businesses, and he enters the sanctuary where, hey, Mac Rebo's got a gig, man! Uh, he is there <laughs> playing a Spanish version of the Cantina theme. We meet a bunch of Twi'leks. We get some money. But unfortunately, when we leave, uh, we are attacked in the streets. That's right. Boba and Fennec are attacked by a bunch of random assassins. After a pretty rough fight, Boba blasts one with a missile and tells Fennec to get one alive, and she chases them, parkour, across the rooftops. Boba then goes back to the back to tank to heal up, and we get some more flashbacks. A child Tusken Raider takes Boba and the Rodian, who was voiced by Sam Witwer, thank you, Timothy, uh, out hmm. to the sands to dig for water. 
On their way there, they see bandits attacking a person in a homestead. wonder if that'll come back later. But eventually, a Rodian uh, finds a couple water pouches and then awakens a giant six-armed beast uh, straight out of Power Rangers, I'll tell you what. A big fight ensues, including Boba jumping on the back of it, pulling a Leia, and strangling it with the chain. Uh, then it gets decapitated. The child Tusken and Boba survive, take it back to the camp, uh, and then the elder Tusken sees the child alive, offers Boba some water, one step on the path to acceptance. All right, gents. As we always do in the previous shows, we're going to go around and give this a 1 to 10. Our initial impressions are... And give us give us a couple reasons why. Give us your first vibes on this, all right? Um, <clears throat> Charles, let's start with you. Episode one, Book of Boba Fett. What'd you think? All right, so I definitely enjoyed it. I think there were some things that stuck out to me that didn't feel like a 100% Star Wars-y to me. You mentioned kind of the Power Rangers creature. That was one thing that stuck out to me. Um, Andrew, in our, in our group, Andrew Bell, he brought up that some of the... Uh, fighting that was happening, the choreography maybe wasn't entirely up to snuff compared to stuff we've seen in like Mando and whatnot. I agree with those mm-hmm. things. But overall, really solid first episode. Laid some great groundwork. Um, I, it was really great seeing uh, Tem back as, as Boba. Um, I thought he's doing a great job with it. I'm really interested to see this Tusken Raiders stuff. They're introducing a lot of different parties that may come into play um and this is only six episodes we got tuscans we got the mayor and his delegate that are dropping threats we've got the whole casino thing that's going on whoever attacked boba fett like there's a lot happening for one episode i will give this an 8.0 love it uh cory how about you uh Corey, you're I, on mute you're, you're on muted. mute man Oh, sorry, I didn't realize my button was hit. Yeah, I'm actually going to go a little bit lower than you, Charles. Um, I'm actually going to go with a seven. Um, You know, some of the things that you said, yeah, I totally agreed with. Like, some of the CGI was a little weird. Some of the choreography was weird. The Power Rangers monster was weird. I'm excited to talk about some of those types of things. But um, I think overall, there were some really strong redeeming qualities. We're just a little spoiled at this point, I think. Right. Right. Like, like the Mandalorian season one and two first episodes were both very, very good, high production and that sort of thing. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts on uh, on uh, kind of how we arrived at the state that we did of this particular show. I mean, it sort of has those. I mean, there's a lot of shows that were produced during COVID that sort of have this feel to them a little bit. So I'm interested interested to hear what you guys have to say. Sure, totally, Wes. So <clears throat> I was excited as we all were for the show to come back, but I did say to a buddy of mine in the beginning, he's like, I was like. You're going to watch it, but there are some issues with the cinematography that I noticed. I just said issues. I didn't say anything else besides that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the buildup was great. So we have, we have, like Charles was saying, we have a wide array of ways we can go with this show now because we have the Tusken Raiders and we have, um, we have like his rise to power at Moses, but just the very beginning in the casino and all those other things. So... We have a good start. Very good start. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm going to say Mm 8.2, just a little above, because I really enjoyed it, because it answered a hell of a lot of questions that everybody had. And it paid a lot of tribute to some legend stuff uh, that um, I was looking over before the show started. So 8.2 from me. Awesome. Fair. Fair. Uh, Great. I will round us out, uh, honestly, very similarly to you guys. Uh, I, I... Thought it laid a lot of freaking awesome groundwork. I liked a lot of the basics. I like a lot of places like the fact that Boba is always kind of healing still. Like he's, you know, I feel Mm. feel like we've seen back to be like a miracle worker, but it seems like now he's got this kind of chronic thing he's dealing with. I liked how he was intermingling with Mos Espa. I liked the kind of different factions we've already seen. And I agree. I think the Tuscan stuff is going to be really, really cool because it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like that's going anywhere Soon, like, how do we get from that to the, you know, the black-cloaked, gaffy, stick-wielding Boba Fett we saw in Mando Season 2? So I'm very excited for that. I also agree about some of the cinematography stuff. Uh, The fight choreo wasn't my favorite, and the creature didn't quite do it for me. And I think it was was very Robert Rodriguez-y, that creature. Like, I mean, this is the guy that made Spy Kids. This is the guy that likes his over-stylized stuff. But I do agree. I think that for whatever reason, some of the stuff that he did in Mando was a bit tighter. But this is the prologue episode, essentially. It is yeah. a book of Boba Fett. It's a chapter one. So I feel good yeah. about giving him like, you know, a 7.8, 8.0 as well. Somewhere right around there. I'm 
I'm happy with it. I'm very excited for next week already, obviously. But let, let's go a bit before the book, before we get yeah. into it. Uh, with, with our histories of Boba Fett, we talked <clears throat> briefly when he showed up in Mando about what we like. But guys, what were you personally bringing into this series <clears throat> for the character and for expectations? Uh, we always say manage expectations, but do we have any giant Boba Fett stands on this show? Did we, did we <clears throat> feel like we couldn't wait to see Fennec Shand? Like... What do you think yes. uh, before you press play? Yes, yes. I I uh, I have opinions <laughs> on, <laughs> on this one. On this one. This is uh, you know, um starting Utini, running Star Wars podcast, being so involved in the Star Wars community has completely shaped like the way that I think about characters and everything now, right? Like I, I don't think if you ask me point blank, what's your favorite character? What's your favorite movie? Like people do that to us all the time. I I imagine like in per- in public and stuff. I never have good answers like for those types of things because I'm pretty suck neutral. At that question. I'm pretty neutral about it all now, quite frankly. Um, but there was a time well before I started Utini in which I would have said my absolute Stan character, my favorite character without any question is Boba Fett. It was Boba Fett for a long time. I would have said that point blank. Like I had the Lego sets, like they were my favorite, you know, my favorite Lego pieces that I played with. Like, like I was a huge Boba Fett fan growing up. Um, and, uh, I have two kind of stories related to this. The, the first is I really deeply fell in love with the character of Boba Fett. Um, when I read the, um, oh, what's the series? The, the first book series, the fate of the, not, no, no, not the fate of the Jedi. That was oh, the uh, Legacy. Legacy, the Force. Legacy, Legacy, the four series. Yeah. That was the first book series I read. And there's a, there's a couple, you know, minor spoiler alert. There's a couple of Boba Fett Han Solo scenes in those series. Um, and one of, one of the scenes that I will never forget from legends is like, Boba Fett and Han Solo round a corner and they're like both old. They like round a corner and they see each other and they like draw get weapons or whatever. They're about to kill each other. Then they just like slowly lower their weapons and they're like, we're too old for this, aren't we? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Then they go their separate ways. Like, that's it. So, like, like, so I, 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 that really stuck with me in, in Legends. I've always loved um, Boba Fett. And his entire story arc in that entire series is really fun about fighting the cloning aging process. Like, yes, he was an unaltered clone, but there was some residual effects of some of the things. So he was sort of on a personal crusade to like help the other clones escape that like aging quickly thing. That was always really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the, the other sort of small story that I have related to this is when uh, I've told you guys this before. Uh, but I don't know if our listeners have heard this story before. When I was, uh, when when Disney first bought Star Wars, when they announced that that they had bought Star Wars, I was in Guatemala. My, one of my good buddies, uh, his parents are missionaries down there, and I stayed in there for eight weeks. Um, and uh, the two of us were like, we were both diehard Star Wars fans, and I was pretty much into the books at that point. And he had read a couple books. Uh, but we were like speculating all the things that Disney was going to do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We're like, do we think there's ever going to be live action TV? Is that going to happen? Like, is that even on the table? And like, here we are all this time later. And yes, we have this live action stuff. And I remember one of the, the, I remember two things that we specifically said we would love to see in TV was something to do with the Sith and the Old Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we would love to see mm-hmm. something around around that Sith lore type of, type of stuff. And a uh, show about Boba Fett. Like, what happened to him? What, what like, did he survive this early? Did he not? And in, in Legends, he did. Like, this was even before they'd announced how they were going to change up canon Legends. So it's just really cool to me that all these years later that, like, one of the one things that we speculate we would really like to see in live action was something to do with Boba Fett. And it's the second live action TV show we have. Like, that's, like, yeah, super cool to me. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I didn't bring in. I, I love that because I was also so surprised this was the second show we got. Because I feel like when we got Mando, I, I personally liked Boba Fett, but didn't didn't care about it too much. And it was never one of my favorites. Like, again, loved the loved the design, loved the toys, very similar to you, Corey. Mm-hmm. And but as far as you know, I read maybe a young Boba Fett book at one point, but it was never never one of my guys. Yeah. And then honestly, Mando season two, Boba Fett. Got me into the character, like, a lot. Yeah. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of friends on Twitter and people like that really agreed. Like, oh, this version of Boba, like, dad bod Boba, new armor Boba, like, going yeah. Yeah. wild was yeah. awesome. So I got very excited for that character. But as far as, like, I I never really thought too much about the Sarlacc pit. I was like, yeah. okay, like, maybe he did. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, it didn't really affect my Star Wars story going <laughs> forward. So it's now fun weirdly for me on the complete opposite end of the spectrum to have had zero expectations about what happened to Boba Fett in the future to now be discovering it all in real time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What about you guys? West Charles? I was, I was kind of more interested in Django Fett and like his, Oh yeah. In his beginning. Um, 
And I, I always wondered why when Boba picks up Jango's helmet that his head doesn't fall out. And this, I mean, it, it, it 100% should. That, that thought did it, occur it to me when we saw that scene again in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Children, you animals. So traumatizing for that for Boba. That would make him probably even bigger crime lord. He probably would have tortured some people in the beginning of this one. Um, but uh, Boba Fett has been, he's probably been at the top tier of like, Star Wars characters or mm-hmm. villains um even before before the uh the prequels came out when I was watching the the original trilogy a buddy of mine was like man Boba Fett is the coolest the coolest character I was like who who is this Boba Fett because he always shows up <laughs> Boba for, Fett you know right. Boba Fett where 20 seconds in the, <laughs> in, the, in the movies so I was just like oh and then I started getting into it started doing a little bit of research and then reading some of the books but um I mean, I was really more interested in the lore behind Django Fett and how mm-hmm. Django came yeah. about. So, yeah. which is interesting mostly, because his background is is far less like like etched out in the in the yeah. everything. Right, right. So, I mean, mostly because we got Django as a um, live action, not in live action, but a, an, as a movie character, we get, mm-hmm. get to see him more than Boba in the original trilogy. So that's why I kind of um, wanted to hear a little bit more about him, but. Giving that throwback to episode two, awesome. That was awesome great. to throw that in there. Yeah, that new that new angle was was very cool. Again, I don't know why we necessarily needed that new angle, but I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was very. They fun. refilmed uh, it too. I heard. I oh heard yeah, they refilmed that. That was all. New. Oh yeah, that was brand new. It, 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 it no kidding. Good. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Charles, what wow. about you, dude? I'm similar to you, Eric. I was not super into Boba Fett uh, before a lot of this. I Obviously, his look is iconic. I love the gunslinger vibe, the fact that he actually has spurs, you know, that you can hear yeah. when he walks. Yeah. Big Clint Eastwood, John Wayne type vibe. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I was never a huge fan of the young Boba Fett stuff that we got in the Clone Wars. Mm. Um it was I, I liked that for the other bounty hunters that it introduced us to mm-hmm. more so than actually learning about young Boba. Um, but yeah, or Mando crowd, where you at? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the stuff in Mando was so cool, and it's just nice to have Tem back. I know I've said that before, but um, I don't know. It's just really cool to see him kind of pick this mantle up again. And we're actually getting to see Boba earn some of his reputation. Everyone knows yeah. he's like one of the coolest characters, but if you step back and look at what he has done prior to Mandalorian season two, it's not that much. Like he never actually mm-hmm. did anything that cool except for stand in the corner and look pretty cool. Um, yeah. So now he's exactly. getting a chance to earn those stripes. Yeah, it is interesting that like every, every scene in... <laughs> Uh, the original trilogy, for the most part, shows Boba Fett he misses because he's always aiming at the main characters. Yeah. So like, dude, handle the blaster. But even even when he launches <laughs> on his jetpack, it's pretty jank in the original yeah. trilogy. Like his legs are kind of like he's like, Whoa. yeah. We love you, Jerry Bullock. Rest I know, peace. I know. The sound, the sound, all, all the sounds too. He's like, yeah. I know. It's just pretty goofy, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I am excited though that we're getting, you know, we're getting him here. Uh, like you said, Charles, showing his power, especially in these in these flashbacks. Let's, let's talk about that for a little bit because Star Wars historically doesn't do flashbacks a lot. We're not really super into that. We got the Mandalorian had the flashbacks of being rescued, and that was crazy because we're like, oh, we we we're usually just kinetic. We're going forward, you know. We can have visions, force visions of of voices from the past and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars is pretty pretty much forward, and almost more than half this episode was flashbacks, and it does feel like that's going to be a crucial part of this show. I feel like they're setting it up like a book. Like, you know, you have that chapter, like the memories and Thrawn Ascendancy. I feel like that's the vibe we're getting, is that Mm. the Tuscan story seems to be going hand-in-hand with the modern-day story. Mm -hmm. And what did you guys feel about that? Do you think that it lessened the impact of either storyline, or did you not mind going back and forth because we're kind of used to it from the books? Well, I feel like... I feel like... Once he goes into the Bacta, that's when we get our flashback. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a recurring theme, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm 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 totally fine with it. I'm more than fine with it because now we get we get answers to questions that we've had for decades um, about how he got out of the Sarlacc pit and how he how he got his armor back and all that kind of stuff. We kind of already have uh, ideas from the Mandalorian of how he got everything back. But we don't have the actual like. Um, 
the actual we go, the actual scene of Cobb Vanth getting the armor from the Jawas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have what he said happened, mm-hmm. but we don't have the actual. So maybe so maybe we'll get that. But I am totally fine with the flashbacks. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it too. Um, big fan. I, I like that. Uh, you know, it's hard to. It's sometimes hard for us. I think have this these types of questions because we know so much about the lore and the characters and that sort of thing. But like, think about what the Someone who doesn't read the books at all, for example, knows about this. So they're like pretty diehard fans because they've seen all the TV shows, seen all the Clone Wars, that sort of thing. We have original trilogy Boba Fett, who's like quiet, badass in the corner, mm. doesn't have it, like literally hardly any dialogue, right? Except for when he's being a badass, right? And then we have Clone Wars Boba Fett, who's a snotty, whiny, little obnoxious kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that and uh, and that comes from like it's well, me, well, Boba exactly. Fett. Exactly. It's awful. It's absolutely awful, right? So, you know, how did he get from being whiny kid to badass in original trilogy to this dark, humble, quiet, like like loyal guy that we get in Mandalorian, right? So we have to see yeah, that character yeah. development. And I don't really know I don't know if this would have gone over as well if we didn't get the Sarlacc pit. I am surprised we got it in the first episode though, I will say. I, I agree. Yeah. I think hmm. that the Sarlacc because the Sarlacc pit has been like the Boba Fett question. Oh, yeah. like you're saying, like for decades, and I think that yeah. I get, I'm surprised, but I'm also in retrospect like, oh yeah, because if you don't do it in the first episode, people are gonna be like, well, what about the Sarlacc pit? Are they ever gonna talk about it? Right. So I did like that, and I and I do agree. Later on, we're gonna talk about how Boba has shifted f- from original trilogy to Mando to even like the kind of fun, more funish guy. We've seen mm-hmm. this episode that some dude bros on the internet had issue with, and. Listen, real quick, disclaimer, you can talk about this episode, but there's, like, a meme going around that's, like, Boba Fett isn't fun. Like, this guy is, like, into, like, consensual sex and things like that. Like, it's, like, yeah. What? D- yeah, what? it's a, it's what? a thing. What does that even mean? Exactly. I agree. Uh, <laughs> but I I'm, I, I agree. I, I like that they brought the Sarlacc in early, and I do think that this saves them from doing a book and a show that would have mm-hmm. to explain it all, that you can do it. All at once. Uh, yeah. But but they have to do it in this flashback form because imagine if this entire first episode was just like the Tuscan stuff, right? Yeah, no. It, it would not be nearly as fun, yeah, nearly as interesting. Point. That's a very good point. So we've yeah. got to do it kind of this way. We only have six episodes, so we can't we can't use entire episodes for all that background stuff. I like the yep. quick little yep. flashbacks and then move on. Absolutely. They did, and I'm- they did an amazing job with like the makeup on him when he was with the Tuscan. <laughs> oh my oh. god, yeah. yeah dude, my his god. skin looks rough. My guy looks maybe, rough. Maybe he's born so with ba- it. Maybe it's Tatooine. <laughs> oh! That's, oh that, that's usually an Eric quip. That there, was Charles. amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> your y- boy definitely moisturized between them. Between yeah. the, his skin looks phenomenal uh, in the bit. present day. But I did want to ask about that uh, because, Wes, you mentioned that. Uh, the dreams are back only in the back to tank. So we get the back to tank. That's mm. our conceit. What's I want to identify that for a second because dude is in back to, and then the, like you said, Charles, the fight is kind of off. Like he doesn't seem to be quite at his full swinging weight for whatever reason against all these. I mean, it, it's six assassins or whatever. Like it's a tough fight, but Boba Fett has always seemed a little super heroic and he seemed a little like I got hit a bunch of times. Oh, get me to back to get me to back to like, what is that about? Do you guys think that's is that all Sarlacc pit still, or do you think there's something mm. else going on? Mm. It could it could be lingering issues. I mean, the doctors could know. Like if there's something oh, yeah. like that what? keeps his diagnose Boba Fett. What's going on? <laughs> I, you know, I, I keeps his stamina down. Like yeah. he only has a little bit of reserve, and then once he uses all that, that's it. He's got to go back. Is it long term COVID? Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I really did want to talk about this, and I'm Charles. I really am interested to hear your your thoughts. I'm sure you were kind of thinking about a little medical stuff too as you were watching this, because of course, like um, I want to I want to talk about a small a small detail that I'm not sure everybody really realized. Um, that would have it would have been a plot hole if they didn't explain it. In the very first seconds of the episode, the there is a the seal in his helmet has been broken, and he had to take the oxygen tank from the stormtrooper helmet to mm-hmm. to put the to reseal his own helmet. Did you guys notice that? Like it oh, was a that's small. What he was doing. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. he's fully in armor. His hel- his his face is covered in a sealed you know vacuum sealed helmet. How did he get acid burns all over his head? All over his head, right? 
Well, his, right. his, the, the helmet was broken. Because the right? Sarlacc is, is literally digesting him, but with acid yes. and poison. Yes, yes. So the ah. things that the, the millions of years. Yes. So, so the the you know the the two things that really immediately jump to mind is he's got a, a bunch of a, like chemical burns on his skin, right? Because of whatever juices are are in there that have gotten inside of his helmet, inside of his armor, and all that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Um, but also, also like. There's clearly some kind of gas or something too, because he's coughing and that sort of thing. So God knows what got in his lungs, mm-hmm. like what that was like. And I mean, does he just have really bad COPD? <laughs> I don't. I don't really understand. Charles, what did you think? Any no, I had thoughts? I had similar thoughts. Yeah, from like almost like uh, people that were in like chemical warfare, right, and and survived, but they breathed in fumes from some something awful, some noxious mm-hmm. gas. Yeah, and they have like yeah pulmonary fibrosis, terrible lung issues. He didn't really seem to be he didn't really seem to have a lack of stamina just at baseline like he was rolling around he looked pretty comfortable mm-hmm. right yeah. when he's just chilling and walking around visiting the the casino and stuff like that but as soon as he had to like go into action that's when he started yeah. not looking yeah. so hot so yeah it, it is so i may, do maybe think, he's got like some immune immune disease perhaps i was kind of thinking that like maybe some autoimmune type of stuff i don't it's in his blood basically is kind of layman terminology <laughs> is what i'm trying to say i don't know yeah it's hard to say but i do think that that's going to be something that carries forward like i actually don't anticipate seeing boba fett using his back to tank and getting back to a hundred percent and like just yeah. being like top notch Boba. Like I think we're going to see a guy who has to use his reputation and his smarts to get out of direct conflicts like that as much as possible. Like I think he's not well and he has mm-hmm. to learn how to be powerful in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 like, I like that. I like, like that, a that a lot. Cause I mean, in Mando season two, I mean that, that Robert Rodriguez episode where we all got the, re- the, the badass Boba Fett, most of his fighting was was like slow, powerful hits. Like it was the missile, it was the shots, it was the shattering the, the stormtrooper helmet. Exactly, yeah. but they were like more mm. measured attacks as opposed mm. to you know being surrounded all the time. So maybe it right, is an aerobic right. thing. That that'll be interesting to track. And that actually brings us. It's a nice segue into something that we all brought up in our recaps: is the fight choreography. So. Obviously, the big the big showpiece in this episode is the assassin or wh- whatever they are. Uh, They're the Foot Clan from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. The purple Foot Clan. Guys. An- another another crossover. <laughs> Disney, good job. Um, in the streets, and I I agree. I think that going from the Fennec Boba fights in Mando two, I don't know if it's a different fight choreographer. I don't know as far as technically technically who built it up. Um, it did seem a bit. Either slower or more methodical. Like, uh, mm. what what was it about it that you guys, if you did, uh, made mm. it seem a little either off or maybe not as completely bombastic as that Mandalorian episode we got? And I yeah. and I hate I hate comparing them because I know they're t- they are two different shows clearly, but yeah, but, you know it's inescapable. You know, this is a spinoff of that, so we have to yeah. somehow relate to that. Yeah, I, I will say uh, first initially the the concept of like the shields and the uh, the you know the electro sticks. And that's where it was a cool idea. It's a really cool Absolutely. idea. Uh, I don't think any of us have any sort of problem with that. Some mm-hmm. of the some of the execution of that maybe was a little odd. Like just the. I don't know. The shields look weird to me too. Like it just didn't, it felt very out of place. Like something was off about mm-hmm. the CGI to me, I guess. Like the shields looked weird. Um, they also all waited very patiently to attack. I noticed. I'm like, you're, yeah. Six, and that was, if they all just stabbed at once. Boba Fett is down. And they're just yeah, like, that was sort my, of turn. Odd. my turn. <laughs> my turn. My <laughs> turn. It was like a schoolyard, like bully fight happening is like, yeah, how it looked to me. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to take him alive. Like maybe, maybe they That's would have. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe they would have. They would that that scene would have benefited from a split second of of the leader being like, "Remember, we want him alive," type of thing. Like maybe yeah. here's, here's my major, honestly, my major problem with that fight scene actually mm-hmm. is the setup of it. it. Like if you look in the background, there's some stuff that doesn't look great. Like if you're not focusing on the person they want you to look at, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch some people in the background, you can tell they're like pulling hits and like didn't actually connect and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the setup, dude, they leave the casino. There's like a long shot of Fennec and Boba walking and the Gamorreans are like five feet behind them. And then there's a side shot. And then it goes back to the front shot. When the assassins start jumping in, the Gamorreans are just gone. They disappear. Yeah. They're nowhere They're... to be found. And they, yep. and they get attacked for like 30 seconds to maybe 40 seconds before the Gamorreans yeah. show up again. And you're like, 
aren't these the same Gamorreans he just spared because they're so fiercely loyal yeah, to I mean, Pip Fortuna yeah, and Jabba? Right, right. Were they getting a snack? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, that made zero yeah. sense. But well, as soon as they think, showed like, up, they they fixed the situation. Yeah, and it makes you think, like, oh, did the Gamorreans, like, did they hire the assassins? But then you're like, wait, they're Gamorreans. No. Like, <laughs> right, they, right, like right. they're not they, that devious. It's just, yeah, it... it the you're right they the, should the, have they should have been bathed and they should have been fed inside of that casino place she offered yeah. and then they run them. out with like lettuce hanging out of their mouth <laughs> yes! and they were like oh crap sorry boss and yeah i'm here to save you yeah, the yeah that's like, like covered good. in soap where were yeah, you so like the like there's just like the like my problem is not necessarily i didn't really have that big of a problem with choreography because i don't know I don't know jack shit about choreography. Eric, you know more than all of us about fight choreography, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to get your opinions about that here in a second because you've had fight training and stuff in theater. But, like, we don't – I don't know shit about that. I can't be like, oh, that's stupid. It didn't look real. Like, I mean, so what <laughs> does look real? Like, Kung Pao or the Fist? Like, I don't know what looks <laughs> real. Like, how can I possibly complain about that? But, like, I, I'm with you, Charles. A lot of the setup was sort of weird. Like, the the timing of the fights were, were weird. Like, how they would all take one-pot shots was kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just out of place. Also, like – they kept getting hit and like it didn't really phase them. They're like, ah, and then they went back to fighting and there's like, ah, they went back to fight. He's like, what the hell? And then like, but then they would hit one of the bad guys with the same weapons and they would like go flying across the scene or whatever. Like what yeah. is happening? Like, I don't know. It just felt weird and out of place to me. Also, I know yeah. he didn't have his jetpack, but it seems like a pretty bad idea to just form a circle around somebody who's famous for wearing a jetpack and could just That's fly true. straight up. Yep. <laughs> also, one one last small issue. I'm pretty sure there was a gun in a holster on his belt. I'm pretty damn sure I spotted it after that I when think- they were getting when they were getting their butts kicked. Like it's not his main, you know, big heavy rifle, but I I thought I saw a pistol on his on his belt. Like why aren't yeah. they? Don't they have weapons? What the hell are their weapons? Yeah. He has shells on his belt. There's nothing else, so they got to load it into something. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah. As far as the fight choreography itself goes, I mean, I wonder if down the road we'll we'll meet who hired these people and there and that will be addressed like, oh, I could have killed you if I wanted to, but clearly I didn't. I just wanted to test you, or I, like I wanted to, I don't know. That that could help it out. But I think it's it's kind of what we said was the issues that I had were the my turn, my turn, my turn fighting is always kind of tough to give into because you're seeing people wait their turn to attack. Yeah. But you're seeing actors wait for a cue as opposed to characters wait for an opening. And I think in The Mandalorian, a lot of the fights that we see, if if it bounces off the Mandalorian armor, then it looks like the armor is, is amazing. And that's how we learn how, how awesome Beskar was. Right, right. But this didn't seem like that. And it, and it was like, uh, this is where I get my only nitty gritty thing was when mm-hmm. he would block. It's like, block, wait, pull back. Block. It was, it was just a lot of like, yeah slow motions and i'm like we've seen these more especially how they parkour away how the assassins mm-hmm. move they're so fast and fluid um that that just wasn't in the fight choreographies i couldn't quite see why they were attacking or what they wanted to do um and then at the, i mean at the end of it the missile was cool i liked him blowing up the guy that was fun but here's a here's a, here's a, here's an interesting thought um uh the the actor's name what's the actor What's his name? Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison. Yes, Morrison. Morrison. I wonder if Morrison either insists on doing his own fight scenes and stunts or mm-hmm. if, like, they made him do it. Because we haven't really seen him in a lot of stuff. He's kind mm-hmm. of been, you know, on hiatus from TV and movies mm-hmm. and stuff for a while, as far as I know, right? Is yeah. that true? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, so, like, maybe he's just... You know, hear me out. Not that great of an actor. Like just straight, straight up, like <laughs> as a as a choreographer and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's out of slower. practice. He's he's old. He's older. He's been older now, right? He's yeah. not been doing, you know, Mission Impossible movies for the last thirty yeah. years. So I don't I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe maybe it's I, as simple as that. They couldn't choreograph it very well. I don't know. I I did notice that the fight scenes or the fight like camera angles with Ming-Na Wen and them were so much better. Yeah, because she's so quick and she's so precise and mm-hmm. she's done it. A hundred thousand times. Right. She's really because yeah. she does her own stunts, right? Yeah. She she was the, honestly the highlight of the entire episode, in my yeah. opinion. Like the little quips that she had, like when they got their helmets back at the casino, and she's like, "You're shine, yours is shinier than mine." Yeah, that her, was fun. Yeah. Hands down, actually, right after this fight scene, we're talking about the uh, like free running chase across the yes. rooftops was my favorite scene of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. 
And she held the staff with such power. And I really like when she was like had that guy on the on the roof and then kicks the other guy. Like yeah. she's just really yeah. you you can feel this the threat. And I and I'm I wonder if they're gonna kind of go back to that relationship where he's the kind of slow menace and she's the fast muscle, which I think they're starting to build up. So I hope we get that. But but since we're we're on that, I want to go to the other fight as well, as far as choreo. Before which, before you move over there, yes, I found I me. I took a screenshot of with my phone on Disney Plus because they don't let you do anything um, without like going through third party uh, screen capturing devices uh-huh. or whatever. But this is our friend Boba Fett. And there is his gun, Corey. Like oh, you said, yeah, on his yes. hip. oh yeah, yeah, right it's there on, on his, his waist. Hip. <laughs> so just quick you know, draw, man. Well, maybe we're not gonna... it, I mean, he did try to <laughs> fire that rocket while he was inside the thing, and they both That's got true, messed off. up. So maybe a blaster bolt would have done the same thing. Yeah, That's possible. Uh, great catch, though, Wes. That was Corey. You're muted Corey, again. Muted again. Sorry, the dogs were barking like crazy. I had to mute for a second there, and I keep forgetting to. It's not as obvious as my old mic. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think honestly, the entire, pretty much the entire rest of the show, outside of of the episode, outside of that that one fight scene and the little monster fight, which we can talk about here in a little bit, were the only things that looked kind of weird to me. And I think, yeah, I think, agreed. Outside of that, the whole episode was really well done, and and the action and CGI was all good. It was just. I don't know. That was a long fight scene, so it it stuck with me, right? Like, yeah. I, that was in the back of my mind for the rest of the episode, which is frustrating. Yeah. Like, it made me excited to go to, like, the sanctuary, like, because it felt full. Because I know, like, you, you mentioned shooting things over COVID. Obviously, they're not, they don't feel, these shows sometimes don't feel as big or as populated because they literally have to have less people. And, they're, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a practical thing, um, which is great for shows about loners and things like that. But it was really nice for the sanctuary to be so full. Like, it was tons of people. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very excited to see where we go back with that. But then we get to the most isolated thing, which is the monster fight at the end with uh, Boba and the Rodian and the kid. So what do you how how do we feel about this? Because this, this was the one thing that I felt was I don't it, it, it's not that it was anti Star Wars or anything like that. But, you know, the, the Man- Mando season two, episode one, we get the crate dragon fight. And that felt mm-hmm. very in in universe. That beast, it looked like it belonged mm-hmm. on Tatooine. This, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of the CGI just looked about 20, 25 years old. It did to me yeah, on, that, old. on that. Are you talking about the whole or just the monster in general? Is what you're talking about? Yeah, the monster, the the six yeah. arm. Like, he's a Godzilla. He's a Godzilla villain. That's what that is yeah. from like 1920s. Yeah, it yeah. looks of this the stop motion. Like it was very mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I, I, I was I didn't vibe the, with the it. premise. The premise of the monster was really cool. That yes. like how many how many yeah. arms did he have? Four. He had six. four arms, right? Six? He, six. he was like a centaur, but they were all human arms. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, the thing was scary. Like like yes, we saw it. We saw it walking like a centaur. I was like, this is a really scary monster to fight. But his face looked stupid. It looked so stupid. Yeah. Like I just didn't like it at all. It was like such a. I hate to be so negative about something so picky as like CGI or something, but like it looked bad. And then it, when it, the it takes you out, it does. It takes you out totally. And then when the when the Tuscan, the kid Tuscan is carrying his head, and I'm just like, oh god, this looks this looks <laughs> like Power Look Rangers. What I did. Like Power Rangers. I hated yeah. it. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. I liked the again. The conceit was great because uh, if you guys have you guys seen Dune, any three of you seen Dune? Nope. No. Well, there's a there's a part in Dune where the people on the planet hide in the sand, and then when people are looking for them, then they burst out of the sand and stab them. Mm-hmm. So like I like I love the idea that beasts that are native to a sand planet can like hide in the sand and bide their time and then burst out. Like yeah, very fun concept. But I think that that's that's the thing is that a lot of all the stuff in this episode conceptually very much down with. It's just yeah. every so often the execution just was a little. And I don't, I don't know whether it, it ta- it's impossible to make a TV show, like yeah. whether it's budget, whether it's uh, availability, whether, whatever it is. Um, but th- this one was probably the most glaring one was that was this final fight only because it was supposed to be this like hero moment with the big I have conquered everything. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett. And it was like, yeah, like it was cool. But uh, I, yeah. I was more impressed by the. By the stuff on the throne, I was more impressed by the stuff in the sanctuary. I was more impressed mm-hmm. by the stuff at the Tuscan camp and stuff like that. So it was just a rough. It was a weird moment to end on. Yeah, agreed. Um, but speaking of that, let's go into the Tuscan stuff a little bit. Let's talk. How did you guys feel about the Tuscans? Obviously, we saw them in Mando. <clears throat> we got the you know the the 
what is it? The the <clears throat> union of of Mando and Cobb Vanth and yeah, Tuskins. Yeah. And it got the mm-hmm. sign language and stuff, which was all cool. But yeah. we're seeing them more like they were seen in Kenobi, the book, yeah. I feel, mm-hmm. in this episode. How do yes. you like them? Especially like the Master Assassin, badass Gaffy, like yeah. I'm gonna be your Jedi Master Tuscan. <laughs> you know, I yes. Yeah. Right, somehow Wes. somehow Boba gets that Gaffy stick, right? I Some, assume or it has one to be. like it. Yeah. Or he gets presented this gaffy stick that's what i'm guessing so i'm interested i'm interested in that because when he took it off his back he unsheathed it like a sword and you heard the the sound effect and i was like damn it you didn't have to add that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a stick but, and you're wearing yeah. cloth but like oh, it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's cool and then that fight scene that fight scene um this going back to cinematography it just it just didn't look right just like the background of the darkness you yep. could tell it was just in like it kind of looked like it was in a warehouse it looked and they like just the volume the for the screen. first time i've I, yeah. I actually thought oh this is the volume as opposed to this is tattooing i think there yeah. are a couple moments like that actually in here mm-hmm. but the like digging when they're digging and you know that they can't dig very far down because they're probably yeah. in the volume and they're finding all these things six <laughs> inches underneath the top of the sand yeah. Like, like man, that. you can step yeah. on these things. Yeah, but the <laughs> but the Tuscan stuff, um, I I 100 got Kenobi vibes. I was hoping. Yeah, me too. I was looking in the background for one of them to have a red crystal for Dude, an eye. Dude, me too. I was, like, where's, where's <laughs> I was really guy? hoping the bad guy was going to be plug eye. Um, but what's cool about these Tuscans actually is that they look a little bit different. Or I think yeah. this is cool. Like they they're do. wearing all these dark robes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they don't look like the mm-hmm. typical Tuscans. So I wonder if we're gonna like see. Like learn a little bit more about different like subgroups of Tuscan Raiders yeah. and like any specifics mm-hmm. about these ones and uh, I don't know I, I think we're gonna get a lot more lore there. Question. Yeah. And do, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll just say just on that I want to hear you say. Do you think? Did you guys also think that Boba absolutely could have killed that kid? Oh, one hundred percent. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. I, I get Roger. I think it, you guys think it was implied though. Kid. Wasn't implied that yeah he that, held that the was, thing like, up he was, like he was gonna hit him and then he ran away instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he chose to be moral about it, so I don't know. Uh, that's that's okay. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'll, I'll I'll continue that. I just think I I I I know Robert Rodriguez likes kids having power, like the spy kids thing. I can't quite get out of my head. So every time I saw all the Tuscan kids just beating him up with sticks, and I'm like, <laughs> I get it, and I get it. It's a moral thing. I'm. I don't need as many kid Tuscans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I but we need okay. more Tuscan dogs. I love yes. whatever those things are called. That CGI, that was the best CGI of the whole episode. Dude, I don't, I don't it, know what yeah. they did with that, but that was very good. That was probably my second favorite scene behind the the parkour stuff on the rooftop was when he was escaping and the and the little dog was sleeping by the fire and he saw yeah. his, his two separate sets of eyelids open like as he noticed yeah. him yeah, moving. Cool. And and then, like, like as he like the dog like froze until he would start like trying to get, re- yep. get free again. That was that was oh, I love that. That was so that was good. Yeah. No hard feelings, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say I will say that that this episode has sort of highlighted just how challenging I think it is to 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 do well the Tuscan stuff I think yes. because yeah mm-hmm. because you know it, in other Star Wars work we've gotten virtually no Tuscan stuff outside of Mandalorian right they're this yep. like kind of people that's out in the desert and we leave them alone and they're scary and they'll kill us and but that's like kind of it and we got some in in the Kenobi book which is still very vague and we get that from Kenobi's perspective. But I will say that I think they might have overdone it a little bit in this episode. I, I, I think I told you guys in Slack that it felt like it had a little bit of like holiday special vibes, like like the jokes about all the all the Wookiee speak. Everybody is talking and, and, and there's this huge like 30 minutes of nothing except Wookiees like grunting at each other. And you're like, what the hell are they saying? You're trying to get the context clues, but you can't really get it. It felt like that to me a lot, like yeah. in the Tuscan camps. Like, but, but on that note, the nine minutes of silence or, or nine minutes of no actual English intelligible speak at the very beginning was cool. I do want to say that. That was great. That. Direct toward the, so it was all visual stuff at the beginning. Yeah. The there was yeah. not a single word yeah. of English spoken for the first nine minutes of the I did like Oh, yeah. Episode. Okay. Okay. That's cool. But I hear what that's you're cool. saying. But that's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of alien. Yeah. It's like it's like watching a bunch of aliens talk without subtitles. Like, it's hard to. Yeah. Like, I, like, I understand that they were trying to. I feel like it was trying to give us the context of their conversation of what was happening, but I'm still not totally convinced of what what was happening. Like, yeah, like I, the general vibe seems to be that you know they had two prisoners and they sort of allowed them to be tested. I guess is kind of what they were doing. Maybe let's talk about that for a second. What was the point of all this? Like, 
Like they're tied up. There's two of them. They're next to each other. The Rodian didn't help him. That was sort of odd. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. And then like, like, are they being tested? Like, why did they all beat him up? For water. I think no, no, no. Like, I think earlier, earlier, earlier. That all the Tuscans just beat oh, him they- up. Like just for no reason. I think, I think that's prisoner. what they always do. Look what they did to yeah. Shmi. You know, exactly. I think they that's take prisoners, they yeah. they use them for whatever, and mm-hmm. as they soon as they're them. yeah, like they're mm-hmm. probably just trying Maybe to make them happening. submit. I mean, it it worked for the Rodian, right? He had major Stockholm syndrome. He was like, "Hey, this yeah. guy's trying to run." Yeah, but, uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It was hard. I didn't get it. I didn't get it very well. And I feel like the, I feel like it that context wasn't wasn't really built built well enough because I'm still very confused about what exactly what's supposed to be happening there i want them to bring yeah. back the tuscan sign from mandalorian i think that the sign yeah. language stuff was really helpful also it was just great because like let's mm-hmm. put let's put sign language in star wars i think that was uh-huh. a great moment for it there's a whole thing about the deaf actor that got to do it but also i think that helped us as audience because like sign language is such an expressive thing even if you don't know exactly what's going on you can you can follow it very well mm-hmm. so i wonder if, if they're going to in- incorporate tuscan sign into these flashbacks as well that will help boba kind of bridge that line of communication Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that be cool. ab- about that scene when they when they kind of crawl up on the on the farmer mm-hmm. who is getting beat by yeah. those I'm gonna say raiders but they're um, bandits kind of like these gangsters bandits or whatever mm-hmm. that definitely reminded me of Kenobi um, and that sign that they put on the side of the of the um, of the hut yeah um, but I, when I first saw it I thought it was a T and then. Watched it again, and it was like an upside down tea for like Justice Tuscan League. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm thinking that they showed us this scene because people are going to believe that that is the Tuscan Raiders that are going in there and and that are causing all this havoc with these people that are on the outskirts of mm-hmm. maybe these um, moisture farmers, and it's actually these these gangsters or these mm-hmm. these raiders. But um, that's. Because why else would they show us that unless they want to, you know, flesh out something else? That's yeah. where Bantha tracks. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what's that? What's that line? Bantha tracks, Gaffy sticks. This looks like the Tuscan Raiders, doesn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's absolutely going to be it. Like, there's going to be these these Raiders that Boba might team up with the Tuscans to yeah. take down or something. Also, was that former cop Vant? I don't it know. Looked, that's my I, that's my everybody. Big swing. Everybody said that, and I'm like, I. I have doubts. It might be, it might not be. It's if it was, based on the hair and the if outfit. it was, his hair was not as nice. Oh no, yeah, I mean, not nearly. I feel like, not a I, feel like yet. I mean, I feel like it's, it's. I don't know. I mean, have we ever seen a cameo that's been so unobvious like this before? No, no unless he's going to become an actual character. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like, he gets guess, the armor but, from him somehow. Yeah, but this is the job. May, yeah, maybe yeah. so. Maybe so. I just feel like I feel like if it was supposed to be a. a it came, it's different book cameos and comic cameos those things yeah. are, are different than like this is live action cameos he was just in an entire episode of Mandalorian so like yeah I feel like if it was supposed to be a cameo I feel like they would have made it a little more obvious so I'm in the I'm in the doubt camp personally that's fair we'll see okay. I mean, but I think you're right Wes that the point of the scene if it is Cobb Vance great if it's not doesn't matter because the point of that scene is to show us the Raiders to have Boba see mm-hmm. the Raiders because maybe it's I like the show I, Boba that oh the Tuscans aren't necessarily all evil even though they did beat yeah. me and try to break me and imprison me uh the, the other people are really the scourge of tattooing or yeah. whatever it might be yeah and wes i really like that idea that maybe they're trying to make people think it's tuscans like I, I'll, I'll be interested yeah. to see something like that comes up with the paint or something i don't know that's mm-hmm. interesting that would be awesome interesting oh one uh, more thing one more thing about the tuscans too before we move yeah. on their uh their their camp does not look anything like a tuscan camp we've ever seen nope Absolutely no, right. Like yeah, they, they the have like episode two. Yeah, dude, they got like army yeah. tents and stuff in this. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. in, in episode more, two, uh, they're in this. Yeah, like, they're like animal camps. tents We're and nomads. stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nomads, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's that was interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff about the Tuscans that I I think we're probably gonna get a lot more of, and I, I hope we do. And um, I hope it's a little more clear to me. Yeah, <laughs> like we got we got to flesh out the Tuscans in the flashbacks. We got to flesh out Boba's evolution in the flashbacks, <clears> and then in the modern day, they got to flesh out. Boba's well, maybe his illness. We find that out about that. We've got to find out about the assassin groups, and then we got to keep track of like the sanctuary and all the businesses. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a heavy order, but also we got all this in episode one. So I I definitely feel like they can do it. Right. Um, two more things I want to ch- I want to chat about before we get out of here. There's been a lot of talk about the Boba Fett character evolution online, especially in this episode. He's like 
dare I say, slightly fun in this episode. Like, he's making, he makes the joke about the protocol droid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, I will get my helmet serviced. Yeah. Like, and he seems kind of pseudo friendly mm-hmm. with like the Twilight of like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, this is my establishment now. I'm just <laughs> dropping by. Like, this is the guy that shot Bib Fortuna in cold blood and is yeah. like now kind of having fun with it. And mm-hmm. he's, like you said, he let the kid go. He's, He's doing a lot of stuff that doesn't make him that bloodthirsty person that it seems like a lot of maybe older Star Wars fans had in their mind for the last 40 years. Did yeah. that strike you as incongruous or does that seem kind of like the trajectory we've we've been getting the last couple of years? I think it's pretty in line with what we're getting. I like that. I, I wonder if, uh, you know, we're sort of getting the vibe that like Fennec Shan knows more about how the world works than he does a little yep. bit. But I, I'm kind of wondering if that is sort of the opposite. Maybe he knows more mm. than she does. Like, so I, I'm kind of interested to see what, because he was, he worked on Tatooine for ages, right? Yep. Like he knows this stuff, you know, and she's talking to him as if he doesn't have any idea how the hell Tatooine works, but like, he yeah, worked for Jabba. He should have been ages. carried. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So he, he worked for it, the Trandoshan so. that comes and pays him. Oh, yeah. With the Wookiee well. Pelt? We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. And just quickly, that Trandoshan looked uh, really good, I thought. Yeah. And I, like I thought all the Twi'leks looked better than they have in the past as well. Yeah, yeah, which I saw some complaining on Twitter about the Twi'leks. I'm like, nope, 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 you guys are wrong. Like, they look better. They look better this time. Also, I I do really want to talk about, like, really fast, I loved that we had a a slightly sexualized male Twi'lek for once. Yeah, slightly? No, no, okay, you know what I'm saying. We had a boy was jacked. We had (laughs) an absolutely ripped uh, dude Twi'lek, which is really great because it's always been a really kind of sexist thing about the Twi'leks. Yeah. Only yeah. the females are walking around basically nude, so... Yeah, like, no, this guy was like, hey, you want me to, like, wash your helmet? I'm like, I'll I massage your- all you're washing today, my guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn. You well, want a shoulder <laughs> massage? Like, yeah. I'll take but, a shoulder massage beautiful. from that guy, man. He was ripped. Yeah, like, seriously. my God. <laughs> but getting, getting back to the Boba Fett personality thing, I have two things I want to say. One, a lot of times you see people, uh, they're their personalities, kind of their outlook on things change drastically after they have a near-death experience or they have some yeah. very mm-hmm. sobering sure. experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude was digested almost alive in the belly of a Sarlacc. Like, maybe he changed yeah. a little bit from that yeah. down. You know what I mean? That could, and, that could alter you. Yeah. Yeah, it and, could and alter you. And all this Tuscan stuff, you know? And all you know? the Tuscan stuff. And secondly, like, everyone that says, like, that's not how Boba is, what evidence do you have of that? Again, <laughs> he had, like, three lines in this era prior to Mandalorian yeah. season two. Yeah, like, right, you don't know right. what he's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah. It's great Agreed, point. 100%. Great. I'm also there. I mean, obviously, I asked a very leading question, um, but I, I I completely agree. I think that this is a fun way to go. And also, like, I, I don't mind my heroes or protagonists, uh, even if they're anti-heroes, being slightly filled with empathy. I think that maybe, hear me out, maybe that's not a bad thing. To show yeah. that uh, you can have a little freaking empathy in this world. And I think that Boba having some fun and doing that doesn't make him less of a badass. I think that's going to be very cool going forward. Agreed. Another thing after they came to pay tribute and the mayor's like assistant was there. And he's in the mayor. He stopped. A lot of hands. Yeah, he just a lot of I love that guy. Oh my I god, loved that guy. I cannot wait to get more of that plot oh, line. Oh yeah. I'm, all right. Yeah. And he's he yeah, stopped. He's, he's with very like, polarizing. Uh, People either hated him or loved him. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I loved I, him too. I I I kind of hated him, but I'm also. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that he. You know is, why? He because is, he's very corporate, Eric. He's, That's why you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's making strong choices. That's what I'll say. He's making strong choices, and I'm. I can't wait to someday when <laughs> the Boba mayor Fett. might not see it that way, but I yeah. will. No matter what, I will pass Dude, along the message. <laughs> he reminded me like of Crispin Glover immediately. Uh, but I also think that Fennec Stand is absolutely going to shoot him in like episode four. So that'll be really fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to shoot him. That, that, that was anyway. a pretty sick line. Gonna, Everybody, <laughs> that, that was a pretty sick line. She had so many good one-liners. I feel like in this, where mm-hmm. she was like, "I yeah. keep an eye on everybody." After yep. he left, and mm-hmm. she was like, ja- "Or jeez, uh, Jabba." She was like, "Boba Fett offers you your leave unmolested." I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, unmolested. Yeah, so good. good. And yeah. the only one that gave any kind of like any kind of tribute that was worth a shit was the Aqualish that came with money. With money. I know everybody else. Yeah, I mean, the, the Wookiee pelt is pretty sick, but. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, you want some cash? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I would love That's that. Funny. I gotta buy a protocol droid, apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, that 
droid. That droid was the torture droid that was like checking everybody in. Yep. In the and he was voiced by the guy from episode uh, six. He was voiced by the guy of uh, from what we do in the shadows. So I forgot the guy's hmm. name, but he was pretty freaking awesome. Droid um, eight D eight. So as we look forward, right? We to, obviously as we talk about these things, we're like, can't wait to see what happens with this. Can't see what happens with this. Where do you guys feel like the series is going? And uh, for a question we saw in the chat way earlier, do you think we're going to leave Tatooine at all? Because uh, obviously the flashbacks and the present day stuff is all very Tatooine centric. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know um, if we're going to leave Tatooine. I would love to see something else that has value to Boba's past. Maybe we get one episode where it's because I mean, remember we're only, we only have six episodes to do what we need to do. Um, and I would, I, but I would love to see, right? Six. I, I would keep saying that, but I'm for some reason I'm thinking it's seven. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, I would love to see an episode that has historical significance to the character of Boba Fett. Maybe we go back to Geonosis. Maybe we go back to, I can't imagine this would happen, but Camino, but something oh, like that. Seven, right? seven episodes. Seven, seven episodes. That's 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 good. That news. changes uh, things. Yeah, something, that's, something like that. I would, I would like to news. see something that we've seen Boba Fett on. I would love it. Yeah, yeah. we all want a Camino episode. We're all sluts for Camino. Oh, like, dude, that was two seconds. Two seconds of the water. Oh my. Oh, Lord. Obi-Wan in the chat. I want him to go to Camino, but realize it's gone. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Oh, I don't. Well, so, just that just that one platform. Uh, those are supposed platforms are gone. Not the whole thing, uh, right? Just the one. Uh, There's not a how many platforms? Gone. How many were there? He's like, we I left know. my Game Boy how charging when I there? left. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we're leaving. The Tatooine stuff, I kind of think we may stay there. I, I think we may stay there I for the whole too. time. And the reason I, I say so. that is the point as far as we know right now is that he's trying to consolidate his power on the planet Tatooine and all the flashback stuff deals with Tusken Raiders, which true. are on Tatooine. So like yep. what reason would he have to leave? We may leave for like a scene where, I don't know, maybe the mayor of Mos Espa meets with an Imperial on his ship orbiting somewhere. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know, but I don't think Boba Fett's going to have any substantial time yeah. away from Tatooine. I think you're probably right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think I that think you're probably right. I, and also, I think that, I mean, practically it works because then you build the sets, you keep using the same things, but also then you get time to build out. Like, I, I want to see him in that palace. I want to I have more time to see how he, I want to see him in his chair. I want to see him in these places. I want to see the Tuscans, like, in their element because then you can really flesh out the scenes as opposed to worrying about location, 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 location. Also, they yeah. filled the volume with sand. The bottom of it had to be filled with sand. You know how annoying it would be to clean that up? And then put I it back. Do. Okay, fun fact. My freshman year of college, I was, in a, oh, I, was in no. a, I was in a play, and we were in this little theater in the bottom of our auditorium. We filled it with four inches of dirt as the set, because we were like a homeless family. And when we set strike, or for set strike, when we cleaned everything up, as actors, we all had to scoop out all the dirt. Uh, and I don't know if you... It's it, four inches of dirt, but in a giant space, it took hours. And there was dirt there for years. Anyway, that's that sucks. <laughs> All that to say, dirt there for yes, years. I think that would suck. Um, <laughs> do we get do we get a character reveal as the mayor of Mos Espa? Yes. We don't know who it is. We yeah. Like, but it's gonna be somebody. But is it somebody oh, we know? Oh, that would be. Is it somebody oh. be clever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's yeah. like it's Han Solo or something stupid. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that would be hilarious. Not that much. I mean, but there's a that is a you know there are are rumors a little bit like of speculation that we might could get some people that we know from the solo esque like the solo films and that sort of thing. Like, I would love to get a a quick cameo by Dryden Voss or I don't know something like that would be interesting. Well, I don't know well, that the I assassins want... are wearing red. I mean, are they Crimson Dawn? I mean, I, I doubt know, it because be of the Crimson Rain stuff that's going on right. Now, but the, yeah. the mayor is woo her, the bartender. From, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he made it really, oh, he that'd made be it so up. funny. Be so, and, he, and he, like, we recognize him because, like, they go in his office with the new protocol droid that they buy and they make them, he makes the droid wait outside. Wait outside. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Be oh something. my god, I would like see like Mon Mothma or like Leia. Uh, like giving like a uh, an announcement like on a TV screen or something of like oh the new republic government says something like you know are mm -hmm. cracking down on crime like that be like make us feel more in yeah. the universe because Mando is so outside it yeah that I think it'd be fun to maybe get a couple of republic, republic stuff yeah, so there those were new republic credits inside of Boba Fett's helmet that he got back oh, in right. the casino bar thing oh, that's a good right. new republic that's helmet. a good point um yeah I would love to I don't know I mean there are rumors that we could get like a 
Harrison Ford cameo or something crazy like that. But I don't know if I want Holy that, crap. to be honest. I really don't want any main character showing up in this. Like, I don't need main character cameos. No, I mean, yeah, you don't need it. No, me I mean, I, I tell you what I'm most excited about more than anything else is what we've seen in the trailers. I am most excited about all the mafia and mob stuff. I am yes, so sir. utterly <laughs> jacked for the scene where they're all at the table and yeah. he's talking to them about what the future looks like. I can't freaking wait for that. Yeah. yeah, which, by the way, Robert Rodriguez said in an interview, all the trailers are from the first half of the first episode. You're a liar. I get why you lied. But you're a dirty liar. We've not seen is, that. Uh, also, does he own the, 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 the casino? Which is very weird, interesting, looking at a place. Looking in real Canto Bight on Tatooine. That was interesting. Oh, the uh, sanctuary the, place? The, is that what it is? The sanctuary? Yeah. I think yeah. it's like the Godfather where they got to pay. I think they probably pay like safety money or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he gets sure. a cut of the prof, of the proceeds. Mm-hmm. That's that's the vibe I got. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of her, too. Yeah. She was cool. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Uh, any... Any final thoughts? I mean, we obviously a lot happened this first episode. I think we're in we're in a good place. We're in a non an imperfect beginning, but a really solid beginning. A lot of places to go. You know, we we love getting those you know nine point seven nine point eight episodes on episode like five or six. So we we yeah. have a lot mm-hmm. of room to grow. And I think overall mm-hmm. we're we're all very excited for the next six weeks. Yeah, and we we didn't talk about the uh, the Tuscan Raider kid uh, being a liar. And I believe that he ran up there with the head cut oh, yeah, off and was like, did. I did this, you guys. Oh, I yeah, did yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I choked him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, choked yeah. him. But, but the leader, they're all the leader knew, the though. The leader knew. Yeah, that's right. Like, sure. He's like, yeah, this kid's bullshit. He's probably his son, to be I didn't honest. take like, it like yeah, that at all. I thought he was telling the story of what happened. That's funny. Oh, I, that no. didn't even strike me. He absolutely me. took credit for that. He would yeah, 100% took credit for that kill. I thought for a second that he was telling him that Boba Fett was the one that choked him by doing this. Yep. But then after everybody started patting him on the back, yeah. I was like, you you little son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. I'd done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't yeah, there. You're right. It's they the adults there. Like, <laughs> here's your water. And it, it, did, it did have that vibe of like, here's the water. Your training begins tomorrow. <laughs> like, right. I think that's yeah, what yeah. we're going to get next week. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Okay. I really can't wait to see how... I really want to know... The two things that I'm most interested in is how Boba Fett is going to deal with, like, how the Tuscans are going to shape him as a person. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. And I'm also super excited for all the all the present day stuff with the mafia type vibes. And those are the things that yeah. I'm most looking forward to in the show. And mm-hmm. seven episodes. That's good. I really thought it was six. Yeah, Maybe I guess we've good. been saying that. Yeah, but seven's good. Good Don't solid length. I don't mind. Yeah, but at, at the same point, I, I think there's two ways, two kind of views that we've had on this throughout, which are both fair. But like, I just want to say this show is a live action Boba Fett TV show that people have been wanting mm-hmm. since Disney. I mean, since before Disney bought Star Wars, but certainly since. Oh, yeah. uh, it's answering questions in the first five minutes of an episode that have been around for literal decades. And we're sitting yeah. here saying, you know, I didn't love how that monster looked. Like, if That's we true. dial it back. Yeah. Like Shut we're not trying be to be a holes here. Like this was <laughs> yeah. this was amazing. Like there's gonna be little yeah. things, and we're so used to the quality level of product that they've been putting out that there are gonna be probably little things like that that make us balk a little bit. But like it, we're getting a Boba Fett show. Like this is incredible. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, big picture. Sure. Let's we know. We oh, yeah, let yeah, let yeah, us be yeah. clear. I, what's I hope going on. yes. It's I hope so anybody. Exciting, I hope man. anybody that's in our in our chat that maybe doesn't know us super well or hasn't seen some of the other Utini content understands like the 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 basis by which we believe all of Star Wars in general is to choose the things you like and and like really find the joy in things. And we absolutely are going to do that about the show. And like yeah. uh, yes, there's a couple of nitpicky things about this episode, but that's what they are. Right? They're nitpicky. Yep. They're not like they're not like affecting the total outcome yeah. of the show. And I'm like so jacked to be here. I can't. I can't. I cannot yeah. believe. We have a Boba Fett show. You're, we you're saw... as jacked as that Twilight is, Corey. That's, oh, that's man. You are. oh, man. I wish. I wish. <laughs> one, one last thought I had that's just looking forward, not so much about this show uh, as it is. I'm going to bring this back to Kenobi, as I would. Uh, we're, there you go. We're clearly, it seems, going to be spending a lot of time with Tusken Raiders in this series, which makes me think we are not going to be doing that in the Kenobi show because it might feel yeah. like a rehash to do Great that point. in the same year. So Great I think point. that yeah, it's a point, point against using much from John Jackson Miller's Kenobi novel, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people have kind of conjectured yeah. about and wanted. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, about Kenobi, since we're talking about that and in, in us being Bounty Hunt, this is a show where we talk about all the stuff beyond like the books and stuff on at Utini. Uh, I saw on Twitter and then I went and looked and I saw it for myself. There is an image on 
Disney Plus now for the it's got the Kenobi logo. A yep. Yeah, it's a placeholder that's got like the like it says coming in 2022. And I'm like, holy crap, this is this is real. This is real. So and we're getting we're getting Kenobi and we're getting Andor, I believe, this yep. year. Yeah, and those are both confirmed. So as of right now, what what the idea is that I've been seeing again, because of because of let's be honest, because of mostly COVID stuff, because of delays, ideally this year we should be getting Obi-Wan Andor. Bad Batch Season 2, Mando Season 3, and Boba Fett. Wow. I think, realistically, we can expect Obi-Wan and Andor, because those two have basically been officially confirmed for this year. Mm-hmm. And Bad Batch Season 2, I would, I think we can probably bank on. I, yeah. I don't think we'll get Mando Season 3. I think that'll be pushed to next year. But uh, I would imagine, you know, maybe this is maybe this is an ignorance of the industry talking. But I would imagine it is somewhat easier to produce animation than it is to produce like live action TV. On this when it comes scale, to, it seems so. Yeah, I would think so. Like 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 if everybody's having to work remotely and stuff. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's completely untrue. So I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, regardless, the fact that uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we are gonna eat. In 2022, between this, <laughs> all the books we're getting. Uh, yeah. As a reminder, The Fallen Star comes out on Tuesday. Uh, we're about to, after we get done with this, we're going to record a little quick video for y'all uh, about our excitement about that. But uh, all things considered, what a way to start off 2022 with Star Wars mm-hmm. content. Boba Fett is here. The High Republic is here. And oh my good golly goodness, is Bounty Hunt here. So, uh, fellas... Thanks for coming back for this first episode. We're going to aim to be live every Sunday around noon Eastern. Uh, We'll be posting, of course, on our Discord and our Twitter and everything if that changes. But we'll be talking about these every week. And we cannot wait to get more Boba Fett in our lives. And mostly, mostly more jacked Twilight men. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, everyone, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for our next hunt. We'll be diving into episode two of The Book of Boba Fett. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Jeremy Kazina, JG Kars, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Matt Billington, Tyler Latour, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson in our Alliance High Command. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about the Book of Boba Fett in our Discord. We got a special Book of Boba Fett channel in there. Please use spoiler tags respectively. And be sure to follow our main show on Twitter at LivingForcePod and all of us for all of our thoughts Star Wars. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at T. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. Until next time, rule with respect. You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.